0: Welcome to Creators by Moonlight. Real conversations with content creators.
1: Led Bradshaw is a comic book creator from Brooklyn, New York. Together with his son Jake, he created The Adventures of Jake Jet Pulse, with the added goal of highlighting autism. In this interview, he talks about loving comics before they were cool, how autism awareness still has a long way to go, and how an unexpected interview reinvigorated his creative pursuits. I grew
0: up in uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York. Growing up was a little awkward at first. In Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, during the late seventies and eighties, it was a predominantly white neighborhood, and being that I was one of the few black families in the neighborhood, it was it was a little awkward for me to adjust to like to, to fit in. That's when I really turned to comic books, you know, cartoons and drawing, you know, to feel comfortable and express myself. even like amongst my friends and my classmates i was pretty much like the quiet kid that just sat in the back of the classroom and i would sit there and just uh, draw any anything that came to mind it was something that really helped keep me calm to like to like to break the nerves nervousness and anxiety was something that was constant so i found myself drawing all the time aside from that it was a pretty good childhood and I guess that's where like I found, you know, like my identity with drawing because it actually turned me from being the awkward kid into like the popular kid in a way, <laughs> because I was able to draw characters that you know, and you know, draw things for kids, and all of a sudden I became the the kid that was completely unnoticed until like oh wow it's cool could you draw me a poster of Batman or could you do me the you know could you draw me like a Wolverine or could you draw me this and. After a while, like, um, lunchtime became like, you know, I had to eat really quick for like two minutes because I spent the rest of like the, the lunch period pretty much drawing pictures for everyone. What turned out to be like an awkward thing, you know, like growing up actually helped me feel like more accepted because as I got older, as a teenager, even like uh, going from elementary to junior high school, it was like more people like knew of me, like what I did. And it's like, yeah, that's the guy that drew this for me, and like, yeah, this guy that made the t-shirt for me, and I was like, that's pretty cool. So art really helped me out with like my self-confidence and figuring out who I was. When I was in high school and I was reading comic books, I never stopped to think that it would become the big mega hit, you know, thing that it is today. As a matter of fact, when I was collecting comic books, I remember, like, the biggest controversy was the death of Robin and, like, the death of Superman. It was around that time, and I remember, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I mean, like, we were just on, um, I think it was Tim Burton's Batman that really changed everything. And, you know, I got to see this character in a completely different way, and I was like, wow, I really, like, I love this movie. And then I started seeing all the other movies that were coming out still even th- even back then i didn't think that it was going to be like what it is now like like the marvel cinematic universe like if you had told me that like 20 years ago or little, even more than that when i was a teenager that we'd be going to movies to watch you know to, to watch like these comic book characters that would blow my mind there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to, uh, that, that I wanted to be an artist or um, a comic book illustrator or, or just uh, to animate cartoons. This was actually something that I wanted to do ever since I was young. I remember maybe me around the age of, I think it was maybe the first or second grade. And one of my teachers asked me like, um, you know, what would you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, everybody had uh, their idea. Like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. You know, it was like really cool professions, but I was the one kid that was like, I want to draw Saturday morning cartoons.
1: <laughs>
0: and that, like, I stuck with that. That's never left me. So ever since I was young, I always wanted to draw comic books. My parents would buy me like an extra notebook for school. Like I had my composition books for all of my schoolwork. And then there was one book that I had just to scribble in. That, that was like my downtime book or whatever, like you know, like when I was at lunch or whatever I wanted to draw. So I would always draw these, like I would make panels of either Spider-Man versus whoever I wanted. I didn't mind crossing over like brands like DC versus Marvel because it was just something that in my head that I just felt like I wanted to do just to see if I could do it. You know, as time went on, you know, it just never, it just never changed junior high came as a teenager like I started trying out for like the the different comic book companies and stuff and you know you get your letter back and like hey you know we got your uh, submittal um you know thanks for sending it to us you know but I never stopped and then like of course as you get older life happens and you know you're diverted off course at that time and there's other things that take greater you know greater precedence like you know paying your rent paying the bills having a family raising kids you know, aside from having other jobs like that weren't in the field that I wanted to be in, I always in the back of my head always said to myself, I would like what would have happened if I um you know, if I tried a little bit harder? What would have happened if I just uh you know, pushed myself a little bit more, you know? And it was around the time that my son was born I said to myself that I was going to try something different. I was going to um dedicate my time to that I wanted to change careers. I wanted to do something that like not only that he can be proud of when he gets older, but something I can be proud of, saying that, you know, I did something for myself. So it was around the time that my son was born, that's when I decided that I was going to make some changes. I was going to actually take a career in art a lot more seriously. So I really put my efforts toward doing that.
1: As an adult, Led began teaching himself the business of art, but it was his son, Jake, who provided the spark to actually create a comic book. 2009,
0: 2010, like right before he was born, I decided I was going to make some changes. And at the time I was a stay-at-home dad when he was born. It just kind of helped even things out, you know, with raising him, like, you know, like with raising him at the time and stuff. The one thing that motivated me was I didn't have the time raising a child like to get into like an art school. So what I did was uh, I knew a couple of friends who had graduated from a couple of the local art schools here in New York. And like, I would uh, like get the syllabus from them. And um, I would go to Barnes and Noble, like uh, go to the bookstores, buy the books and stuff. And I would actually teach myself from the books, like how to do um, like the, like graphic design type projects. I bought myself an entire, like, you know, like art table and just, I refused to get up like until like I learned how to do all of this. And this was done all during the time. Like my son was taking naps in between feedings at night when everyone was asleep. So I would put in the hours to try and like, you know, and learn as much as I could. When I went back to work, I met a, um, a really cool friend um, who's really like very incredibly talented, incredibly talented designer and stuff who actually took the time to teach me uh, how to use like Adobe Illustrator and other like, you know, like creative, you know, like, like a uh, creative software. And he taught me enough to get a job working as like a technical writer and a technical illustrator. I went from being like a customer service representative at the time with the job that I had, like when I went back to work to being the guy who actually laid out and wrote the, the user manuals for like, bluetooth speakers and like uh headphones and things like that and be able to draw them on the computer and this made me feel closer to my goal you know i wasn't quite where i wanted to be but now i'm doing something art related and that made me feel it, it made me feel great it made me feel like i had accomplished something you know i could at least say that i go to work and this is what i do Maybe two years from that point, the, my contract the, was up from that job, and I—I I think it was around the time that Jake was, maybe about three years old, and it was around the time that he was diagnosed with—he uh, was diagnosed with autism. So he was about three and a half years old, and he was in preschool at the time. I remember getting the diagnosis and not really quite knowing what autism was. To be honest with you, so many things in your head. That that, that flies through your head. It's um, when you start learning about what autism is, you start thinking about like what kind of life is my son going to have? How are they going to treat him? Like what? Like what kind of person is he going to be? Like like your your mind goes from one you know from one thought to the next, and then it goes to the extreme. You start thinking about like how are people going to perceive him? How are they going to treat him? Autism spectrum disorder is defined by Deficits or challenges with um, social communication, then that can mean like uh, like making eye contact or like holding the topic of a conversation. They may feel uncomfortable, you know, in certain social situations. Like the three hallmarks are like uh, like adherence to routines, or if there is a break in routine, having trouble like you know coping with the uh, uh, coping with the change in the routine, or it could be social like uh, social communication. So it's classified as a neurodevelopmental disorder and it's like the autism spectrum disorder is basically it's it's basically it's it's classified as like a spectrum. There really is no um, preset like set of symptoms. But for example, like for uh, for Jake, we really didn't know that like, you know, that autism like autism was present until like around the age of three and a half. Which I think is like, uh, like the common age that like, a lot of people, like a lot of children, like, you know, like receive a diagnosis due to early intervention. So it's around three and a half, I guess. We didn't notice, though, like before then, looking back now, like I, I saw the signs that I didn't know. And one of the things I kept thinking about was like when I would call his name, he wouldn't immediately respond. Children sometimes will mimic a person's expressions, especially like if an adult is interacting with a, you know, with a child. If you like, if you smile at a child, a child will have, you know, most likely smile back. Jake would not, so he would just stare at you, and we just thought it was just because, like, okay, he's quietly judging, you know. But you know, that was something that we needed to pay attention to, and we noticed also too is that there was a delayed his speech, so at the time when other children like, at his age were, you know, were speaking more, more fluidly, Jake's vocabulary was only limited to just a few, like a few sentences or just a few words At like three, three and a half years old. And like, he would just express himself by like, you know, like car bridge. And that's pretty much all that would be said. And it's like, it never occurred to me really that like usually children at the age of three, you know, they're usually rambling, like talking, but like, um, at that point we really didn't know what we were looking for. I, I didn't see it. So it wasn't until like the teachers were his preschool teacher had suggested it. And I know she was very careful with like, you know, making the suggestion, but I mean, I was kind of on her side too. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, it's like I started to suspect something. So I was like, okay, I think I know what you mean. Like, let's try it out. And after a while with, um, getting in touch with some developmental pediatricians and, um, having actually having them evaluated that this may be autism spectrum disorder. That was the moment we're like, okay, now it's time to figure out what's the best way to help him. After a while, I started reading and then I came across something that was, I I never heard about this, but, art therapy and i was like wow this is this this is kind of cool what is this you know so as i started reading i i found out that it's like it's a it's a great form of therapy for for children with autism spectrum disorder because you know the deficits in like communication and social skills this is a way for them to visually create something without having to you know without having to speak and I remember how much it helped me when I was younger, you know, when I was like the awkward kid, not really quite comfortable and stuff. I remember how, what it did for me. So I figured I would pick a couple of lessons and, you know, try them out with him. I know that he had some problems in school and stuff. And a lot of it was because he was self-directed and his special interest was also about superheroes. So kind of the universe aligned in a way. To where it's like, I spent a good portion of my childhood and my teenage years drawing superheroes, wanting to draw comic books. And here I have a son whose special interest is superheroes, and that's all he wants to talk about. So I started, you know, like, um, sitting with him for, like, you know, 20 minutes a day and, like, teaching him how to draw. and like, okay, we're going to draw different pictures. And then I started, like mimicking some of the lessons and creating lessons plans of my own out of it like okay we're going to talk about like you know emotions drawing your emotions and stuff and I started breaking them down like okay well we're going to make a chart and the chart is going to be how do I feel today and I'm going to say this this color marker is yellow and yellow is happy yellow is a happy color this one is red Red is an angry color and blue is a sad color and I would tell him You know, when you're sad, use the blue one. When you're happy, use the yellow one. When you're mad, use the red one. So every day after school, this is what we would do. And I would put the chart on the refrigerator. I'm like, Jake, how do you feel today? He would take whichever marker and he would write it down. And, then, you know, in that way, I was like, okay, now I know how he feels and stuff. And I would talk to him. And then afterwards, we, we moved up a level. And it was like, okay, I want you to draw me a happy picture. You know, draw me a happy picture using this color. And it would be like red or... Uh, red or yellow or blue, so whatever it was, draw me a sad picture it would be like the color with with the color blue and and then I got to um the the other the 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 big one, which was drawing yourself as a superhero, and that was basically to show you like your self confidence and point out the, the things that you feel the most confident about yourself and then he just took the ball and ran, drawing himself as a superhero, and then all of a sudden he had like these uh these superhero allies and he had his villains and there was this whole, this was this entire comic universe that was in his head. And I was like, Jake, so tell me more about your character. And he was like, Yes, yeah. So my character, he shoots real like rays out of his eyes and he flies and he flies faster than the speed of light. And he has his friends and his friends help him do this. And I, I thought it was magnificent. So it was so good at, the, at one point I had to put the voice recorder on my phone I had to turn the thing on <laughs> and I was like, go ahead, keep talking, keep telling me more about it. And he would just tell me everything there was and, and which planet characters came from and like, why they're, you know, why they're fighting. And I'm like, wow, this actual, this, this story is something I've never heard of before. And it was so fantastic that this entire universe existed in his head. So I wanted to fine tune it a little bit. I remember for, like, a few months, I would sit there and ask him questions about, like, who were the villains, who were whatever, but, like, we really didn't have any idea what they looked like, but he would just tell me who they were. And then, like, one night, he had this really bad, like, nightmare, this really awful nightmare. And I remember the next day, he was still stirred from that nightmare, and I told him, like, Jake, you want to sit down and draw it with me? And he started drawing the characters he saw, or the, the monster, or whatever it is that he saw in his head. And he would draw it for me. And then I tell him, you know, let's give it a silly name. And like, we would give it a silly name and we would make jokes and laugh at it. And then something said to me in the back of my head, I was like, you know what? Why don't you turn these into the villains? Let's make a comic book and turn this nightmare into one of the villains. I was like, huh, that's a good idea, (laughs) you know? So I was like, yeah, draw me more of this stuff. So every time he had like a bad dream or something, like I would tell him to draw it. And then we'd, you know, put it all together. I remember uh, we were, I was walking him to school one morning and he saw somebody like, uh, I think they were like cleaning in the park and stuff. And they were cleaning up some of the garbage in the park. And there was a guy who happened to be standing like underneath, like an overpass. And Jake says to me, he's like, dad, is that an ogre? And I'm like, no, that's not an ogre. That's a man cleaning in the park. And he goes, but ogres and trolls live under a bridge, right? And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, he is right. You know? <laughs> I was like, no, that's a man in a vest, and he's cleaning up. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's stuck on He stayed with that for days. So he started drawing this character, and he was like, yeah, this is, this is Mars the troll. And I'm like oh that's cool he's like yeah mars lives under a bridge and he's like you know and he's mean or whatever and blah blah blah. and he had this whole story about this big mean troll that lived under that lived under a bridge and it was like oh that's kind of cool so for like the first like few drawings that we had of like the character in our in our book mars the troll he was this mean old troll that lived under a bridge and then jake had a change of heart and said you know what I don't want him to be mean. I like, you know, I like Mars. Let's make him a hero. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that sounds better. You know, we'll do whatever you want to do. And we just started putting this whole thing together. And keep in mind, this wasn't like we were, we had any kind of comic books in mind, but we were just doing it on like regular typing paper and then stapling it together, like his drawings and my drawings together. And I would just make a big, like a big stapled, you know, stack of paper with like drawings on it. And those would be his comic books. So, yeah, that's really how, like, it all started to to happen. You know, it wasn't until, like, uh, maybe he was in the second grade. Like, as time had passed from that point where the, the teachers were just really concerned about, like, him grasping the information that I decided to take all of that work that we were doing together and actually turn it into, like, a book and you know to help him learn how to read to identify certain words and i was only doing it to help him that was pretty much my my main intention I, like i wasn't thinking about like you know like like making a comic book i was just thinking of ways to help you know to help jake learn how to read and that's really what was my my original goal until all the kids started to like it in the class <laughs> And then they kind of encouraged me to make more. But yeah, my original intention, it was like, you know, at first I thought of it as like a beautiful accident, but it really wasn't an accident at all. It was, it was just something that like, it was just me fulfilling my purpose, I believe. I never even knew it was coming.
1: Inspired by the ideas they developed, Led decided to expand them into a full fledged comic book universe with the added goal of highlighting the issues that surround autism.
0: Learning about like autism spectrum disorder and people who are on the autism spectrum, like I was really surprised. Because when I looked at it, it was like there was such a misrepresentation in it when when it came to like autism spectrum disorder or like the myths behind it. And some of the things that like, that I was coming across were like, for instance, like Dustin Hoffman's performance. on like in rain. Man. I mean, great performance, but a lot of people believed, I guess the, you know, stereotyped autism spectrum disorder as this kind of like autonomous robotic like behavior, which it's not. There's a lot of misconceptions that like, you know, that, that the people in the autism spectrum don't have feelings. And these were some of the things as I was learning, as I was reading, I needed to do something that, shows that it shows autism spectrum disorder in a completely different light. And it's like, you know, to paint the completely different picture. And I was like, okay, it's like, this is nothing like my son. This is nothing like, you know, this is nothing like Jake. This is nothing like the other children that I know that are on the spectrum. Like, no, like, like, and that was the other like fuel, you know, in the engine to build, like, you know, like to build this comic book to, um to really, you know, create a character that like really embodies who Jake is and who the like, who these children really are. The, the Jake Jetpulse universe, or the Jetpulse universe as Jake calls it, is a world completely much like, you know, much like our own. And it takes place in his hometown of like of Brooklyn, New York. So Jake is a very unique child because in the Jetpulse universe, he has, you know, these these magical powers which were infused by like um alien technology uh, he has two other friends who like feel like who know his secret and who work with them and help him like you know save the world which is julia who is also the was also on the autism spectrum and she's like the the uber genius the tech geek she loves to like build like you know like fighting robots and like likes to create things with like the junk in her uncle's garage you know, so she's like the, like the tech geek and Know-It-All. And like, um, it's one of the cool things that was added into her character is that she's also exceptionally skilled with Taekwondo because her family wanted her to make friends. So they put her in karate school and she just learned to be really good at it because, you know, because like she was always there. And then we have Mars the Troll, who was an eight-foot troll who was an alien from a planet, Mastro. So the, um, the trolls are at war with the evil goblins. And they're they're ruled by a goblin hive queen who basically is conspiring to find like the most powerful weapons in the galaxy and like take everything over. So Jake and his friends, you know, like band together to like to stop her with help of like, you know, other young superhero kids, you know, to form this uh, this grand superhero team. So we just recently introduced two new characters. One character named Miranda, who's um, a red-haired telepath, and um, her partner, who's, who is the Shrive, who is like um, he's a cross between Batman, Michael Myers, and like, you know, like the creepy ghost stories, because he's um, you know because he's nonverbal. And we wanted to create a character for nonverbal autistic children, and yet have them really, really cool. So he's got the whole, like, you know, um, the cool dark Batman vibe about him, but only like Miranda can hear his thoughts and understand what he's saying because she can read his mind. So the five of them, like the five of them are trusted, you know, to like protect the universe against, you know, the goblins and the goblin high queen. So it makes a really cool story. And it's a lot of fun to tell. Reading the jet Bulls universe has become my full-time job. It's become something that immense now to where this is pretty much what I'm like, what I'm doing in between like sleeping and getting him ready for school. <laughs> so now it's actually like my days are completely full of like concept art and it's taught me a lot. It's exactly, it's you know, it's, it's taught me a lot as an individual, as like a person who's like a business owner doing this full time. It's taught me a lot about like uh, like like social media and advertising. It's taught me a lot about like the the concept, like the the process of like building storylines, the the concept art, like um like developing characters. There's there's so many things that like that I do now that like really this occupies my day. It's it's actually kind of cool. And I don't realize that like, you know, how wild my day is until I'm talking to one of my peers. I'm talking to one of my friends. And they're talking to me about like their day at the office and I'm telling them about mine. <laughs> like, you know. And I wouldn't trade this for the world. It's actually really awesome because now I feel like I'm actually doing what I was meant to do. So, you know, the, that kid back in the second grade that was asked, you know, I want to draw Saturday morning cartoons, you know, I want to draw comic books, and I remember the chuckle that I received when I said that. You know, it's actually kind of funny now <laughs> that I'm you know that I'm doing this every day. We're going to keep expanding the Jet Pulse universe, and we have a lot of plans for it. the The Jet Pulse universe is a little common, like to, to like to Marvel's universe in a way, to where it's the, the Adventures of Jake Jet Pulse is just one story out of many along like um along like a timeline. So the other characters will be introduced, and will go on into their own stories, and um and those stories will be told all within this kind of interconnected universe that the characters will bring. There's a uh, different characters like um, like meaner, bigger villains that are in store. And it's just um, it, it's it's a it's a really cool story to tell. they really amazing because it's like the the story um, that we're putting together is from Jake's imagination. This is coming from his mind and I'm just drawing it. So it's so much fun because I'm really like we, we work together. And it's, like, the more I learn about the universe that he sees, it's, like, the more I can use, like, my experience as, like, an adult to teach him about, you know, certain values. So we're not only building an entertaining, like, adventure story, we're also, like, a way of, like, teaching children about, like, everything from sharing to friendships, you know, social issues, things of that nature. So there's so much that will be added into it. I started kind of backwards because in the beginning I started making the activity books and like the beginners readers because it means to help Jake and his friends. And now we're getting around to telling the story, the world building, you know? So it's like, so we kind of went in reverse with that, but we do love doing the activity books. So now we're finally getting around to like introducing children to the characters and their personalities and who they are and, um and like the world that they live in. So it's a lot of fun.
1: Led still had to grapple with the business side of creating a comic book, and he faced numerous setbacks. However, an out of the blue interview with the Today Show helped to reinvigorate his momentum. To get into the industry from what I've heard is pretty difficult.
0: It's like I hear that it's like it's very competitive, and I think that's how like uh, I kind of circumvented everything by doing it independently, like I kind of just paved my own way. And there was a few things that I wanted to do to set myself apart from everyone else. I promised myself that I did not want to make the next Batman or try to just, you know, like I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. I didn't want to do anything that someone else has done or like draw it in a way that everyone like that is very popular. Because one thing about like comic books and illustration is that there are people that are really good at drawing like someone else, you know, and and it's like it, it's something that I wanted to deviate from. And I, I I thought to myself, too, that because of like superhero movies, uh, like there are, are a lot of people reading comic books these days. So I said to myself, it's like, what age did I start reading comics? And I thought to myself, like, OK, cool. I was about six or seven years old. I was around my son's age. Like when like when he started, I that's why, like I said, you know what, I'm just going to do like the workbooks and I'm going to do like the beginner's readers and I'm going to introduce this character as like a means of like a workbook and an educational tool. And then I'll build into the story around him. But like, I felt that was an easier way to get kids to enjoy this character, you know, and have this character grow up with them. So now that I've developed like some kind of life to it, as a tool to help kids like learn, you know, like learn and discover and things like that and create their own superheroes and stuff. Now I can show them what kind of a hero he is and, and go that way. Like that's pretty much how I did it. And especially for like somebody who really isn't into like the whole legal thing. That was something I had to learn about, like um, creating an independent property and like making sure I'm not signing this thing away to somebody else. And, you know, things like that, so it's like i was very cautious about the people that i showed it to i I really had to sit down with somebody who was very like you know knowledgeable of like trademark laws and copyrights and things like that i wanted to retain the rights to this so it wouldn't get away from us and that's when like i said to myself like okay now that i've got all of this together you know i can go and pitch it so around like 2019 or 2018 or somewhere around the way like a production company like approached me and stuff like we want to turn this into a cartoon and that was awesome you know like we thought it was a great idea but then COVID hit and then that also played with like trouble with like getting investors because you know of course like COVID pretty much shut everything down so that was something that had to go on the back burner and you know and unfortunately, because of that, it was a lot of other other issues that also caused the delay of that. And I had to be aware of like production companies like promising, like you know, yeah, we want to turn this into a cartoon. You know, they have like these high hopes and everything, but they don't have like the money to actually get it done. There were there were so many things in the you know in the back of my mind. It's such a competitive business when you look both ways. It's like when you look at it from like the comic book perspective, from like a cartoon. You know, there were so many things where it's like as one person, it's like, I, I, it's a lot, it's a very competitive, I felt like the best place for me to be is just to continue doing it the way that I'm doing for now. And then like, now I'm at the point where I can honestly, like, you know, I've learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes. I've, you know, you know, placed my faith in like situations that didn't pan out, you know, and these are just learning experiences. It's a very tough industry to like to. You know to get it in front of. It's like also too. It's like um, I, I've learned that people are very used to what they already know, and you see it on television. You see it in movies where it's like there are reboots, reimagining, like reimaginings of like things we once, you know, we once used to watch and enjoy as kids. You know, so it's like to bring something brand new to the table that nobody has ever seen before. It's like I, you know, like I want to present to the world the the first afro latino superhero on the autism spectrum i mean seriously that's what he is and it's like it's amazing that that's what he is and it's like it, it's a, it's a risk for some production companies because no one's ever experienced that before you know but it's safer to go with like a reboot of ultron it's safer to go with another star wars series or like a, or a marvel property because people already know it So it's tough to really get this in front of people and show them, like, show the world, like, this is something that you guys would love. And I feel like with persistence, because that's something, thankfully, like, over the last few years, I've been able to do with, like, previous interviews and stuff. And, like, we just, Jake and I have been completely determined to continue the series for as long as we can. And, you know, as long as we, like, as long as we feel like we have to until this thing becomes something. Or more than it already is. Our Today Show interview happened, it just came out of the clear blue sky. This is to tell you the truth, I didn't contact them. As a matter of fact, I believe it was one of their producers that were looking for, like, unique um, like, like unique stories. And our segment ran during Autism Awareness Month, which was absolutely amazing. At that time, like, Jet Pulse was pretty much like, um, I was afraid that it was like, it was like, you know taking a dive into the water and it's like you know like the year before that you know that was when i had like that fallout with uh, one of the production company who wanted to turn it into like an animated cartoon and i was really struggling to try to like bring it back to like you know you know to get it back to like you know doing the workbooks because like you know focusing on like turning it into like an animated cartoon like is a is a you know is a tremendous feat So me being the only artist and only writer, I wasn't producing any, any books during the time. So I had to really get back to like, you know, creating like, you know, like new content and, you know, dedicate all that time to really showing that we were still out there. So when today's show hit and like the, the, when they called and like, Hey, we want to do like a segment about you. I didn't, I thought it was a joke at first. (laughs) I really did. I thought it was a joke. I was like, are you guys serious? Me really? I'm like, but it turned out to be one of the coolest things ever you know this is something that i've always said from the beginning i'm like one of these days man this is going to turn into something big i want to see this turn into something big and that was like the, the that was so cool because the moment that segment ran i remember it was only maybe six minutes perhaps or maybe a little less everybody my family's watching it and and it's like i can see like you know like the the tears in my mom's eyes i'm like sitting there and i'm like everything was just so so surreal and jake is jumping for joy he's like i'm on television i'm on television i was just completely floored and then all of a sudden the notifications the website notifications started coming in like people visiting the website and it was just non-stop and it was like from all over from germany to new delhi from hong kong Brazil from all over the place like from like Italy and I was like just sitting there just awestruck like oh my god like I can't believe this it's like I couldn't even get 10 people to look at my website like a few months before and it's like all of a sudden now it's like and then I started seeing like the, the order forms for like for merchandise and I'm like people are actually buying the t-shirts I'm like oh my god so if anybody has a Jake Jeppel's t-shirt out there or a hoodie thank you but it was one of the coolest things, and it was completely unexpected to like to be a part of that. And we're very fortunate to to be a part of that, and thankful for them for even thinking of us, like considering us to being a part of it. We weren't on like TV like every week thereafter. Like we didn't become like a household name after that. It was temporary. It did last a while, but it gave me enough momentum to like to have some kind of relevance. The thing was was that we were able to do like other um other radio shows and you know and podcasts and spread our message out there and it's like that that one tv spot we said okay that's just the warm-up that's one out of like many to come so like let's just prepare ourselves for when it happens again and let's just use this as like a social media like the way to get ourselves relevant in social media and like so like for instagram and facebook and you know the other you know the other platforms let's try our best to like to keep this going and it helped out because we that's it helped us like you know get in touch with other schools like with um with other teachers like using our books in the classrooms and that's really like where we started so we kind of kept that going too like hey you know have you heard about us this is what we're doing and so far it's you know it's been great it's been a great experience like we're we're looking forward to that moment when we become the household name you know we're looking forward to it we're like like the both of us are like Jake and I are very confident that it's just a matter of time before it does and you know we're looking forward to it and it's like um and we'll be prepared for it when it comes so that that's how that that's how we look at it It like it's all positive from here and it's like and it gives us time to prepare for like autism awareness month we've Contacted other like autism organizations to let them know that we exist. Another cool thing too is that um I needed to work on like you know keeping those uh, those technical writer muscles like still and you know healthy and stuff. So a few years back I did an, an uh, a product review for um you know for like a wearable GPS unit for like the you no know, no for kids. And they just recently contacted me saying, hey, we really loved the video you guys did. And, you know, the guys did in one of our products and stuff. Would you like to do another one? You know, we'll send another unit out to you. And it's like, it's like, like, okay, cool. Because we always wanted to do like a YouTube channel. And we've been working on that as another means to like, so like the Today Show helped us out in many ways, because now it's like in the months since then, we've been planning on doing like a full-fledged YouTube video of like, product reviews and unboxing, art and craft, like sensory therapy videos and everything for kids, you know, on the autism spectrum for parents too. Like, you know, like cool do it yourself, arts and craft things you can do at home. So like Jake and I are developing that. So we're looking to have that running this summer or like the spring spring or summer of this year.
1: On the Jake Jet Pulse website, LED included a section with additional support for those dealing with autism. He believes this disorder should not hold anyone back from achieving their goals.
0: The basis of, um, of our website um, was to create a place where parents and other individuals can go and learn about autism spectrum disorder. I, along with like Jake's um, speech occupational and physical therapist, we got together and put, you know, put together an autism database and we put um, all the information of what of the different types of autism spectrum disorder, along with like, like uh, understanding the symptoms and um, like which red flag should you look for? Like um, other information on like early intervention, like when is a good time to start? you know, to start seeking, you know, to start seeking help for your child. If you're the parent of a newly diagnosed child, this this was all done to alleviate some of the, the, the concerns, the confusion, the worry, you know, like of a parent with a child who's been newly diagnosed. I remember my feelings when I was told that, you know, that Jake was, you know, on the autism spectrum and how like I rushed to you know rush to the internet to find as much information as I possibly could i I wanted to create like a resource and that's what the website like that's how it began as a as a resource to um like for other parents and other individuals to come and learn about what autism is and I didn't stop there I went it not only talks about autism but it also mentions like sensory processing disorders it also mentions other things i I wanted to build on it and talk about like um, like other things as well, but the forum I built because I wanted to bring people together as a community, and that's what I felt like, you know, like something that Jake Jetpulse could do is like bring people together as a community. is like as a means to like come and talk about their concerns, their kids' milestones, things that happen to them, good or bad. They can come in like you know and speak to some other people. They don't have to feel like they're alone when they're stressed out whether it's uh with a physical um, or a neurodevelopmental like disability, I don't like using the word disability really, you know, but it's like sometimes raising a child who, you know, like, like raising children alone can be, uh, can be a daunting task. And every now and then you need a break. You're just like, sometimes you feel bad for some of the things that you're thinking, like I really need a break. I really need to get away from this. You know, why is this happening to me? So I wanted to create like a forum for where other people can connect and talk to each other, find that information, and there, there's things we, we all don't know. So it's good to connect with somebody who's been through something. And, uh, and it's like, I thought that would be a great way to help other people support each other. So I invite people to come and like check out the forum and like, you know, start up a conversation and like, you know, really like wanted to build on that. So this is something that I'm really going to be focusing on to bring more attention to the website. Uh, one of my great friends, Lisa Capiello, she's a. a phenomenal friend a longtime friend of mine she's also um you know she's also a teacher um the teacher she's an author and but she's also i would say like a like a like a like a meditation instructor and a lot of the videos that that um that she's been so cool to donate to like to the site like breathing exercises not only for the parents but for the children too and that's also been pretty uh you know like a a pretty cool addition to the website so there's a lot more than just you know the comic book adventures of jake jetpulse there's other like helpful resources like you know for parents you know to really find like useful information to give them some help do i feel like jake's gonna follow my footsteps probably i I feel like like right now like he's really into it but this is something i don't force on him I want him to find his own path. Sometimes he wants to, you know, learn about boxing. He wants to play baseball. And it's like, and I encourage I encourage, I know that he has fun creating comic book characters. And the cool part is is that like, I include him into the process so that he sees that there's more than just drawing. So there's the creative writing end of it when it comes to making a script. So I I found different like uh, classes on like online of like how to build a script he's really interested in like you know concept art and like how does that work storyboards so even if he doesn't like want to create comic books like he still wants to be a part of something creative in some way whether it's um it's costumes because he wants to learn how to make costumes or um just recently he's been asking me questions about how do they do special effects in movies so this is something like a step and like you know a staircase to a higher level or he wants to go and like to do something yeah then i completely like you know like i encourage it so i try to teach him as much as i can about everything that i do you know and hopefully that will give him like what he needs to move further and as long as it gives him the confidence to like really go for whatever he wants like he like he has my blessing i mean like if he wants to continue this that would be great you know i would love it if I could give a person any kind of advice, if they wanted to get into just uh, comic books is never be afraid of the word. No, there are going to be hundreds of no's. There are going to be a lot of people who might think your work is silly. They're going to think that like, you know, there's nothing original about this story. They're not going to think that like your character is any good, but as long as like you believe, like you, you believe in yourself, you believe in like what you do, like there should be nothing that stops you. We're at a point in like in technology and time right now where we can pretty much produce a lot of a lot of great content at home. My thing is, is that like uh, to give it a try. There are some people out there who may be afraid to share, you know, the, to share their creation with the world. And I love to speak with people who have who aren't quite comfortable yet, you know, like like showing their work, you know, like giving them different methods to do it but there never is a perfect time to to get your work out there. Sometimes it takes just putting it out there of just don't be afraid of what other people say or think, you know, don't worry about that. You know, the, the, the courage, the, the determination, it all comes from you and don't let anyone tell you differently. There's so many things like the, the moment you put it out there, it's like, you could always build and improve on it. And there's so many people who are, you know, who are not as brave as you, you know, Who are going to try and talk you out of it, but just go for it because you never know what's going to be out there until you do. Don't let anyone try to define you by by your autism. Don't let anyone try to, like, you know, to define you, surprise them, shock them. I told this to Jake all the time. You can do anything that you put your mind to it, there's nothing that you cannot do. And it's like, don't let people define you by, you know, by your shortcomings, you know, like treat it as a superpower instead. You know, I see in my son, if you were to ask him who his favorite superhero is, he says it's him. And it's like, I always believe that everyone inside all of us has a superhero just waiting to get out. You know, that's the thing that always gets me. It's like, it's like, you know, oh, but this person has autism. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so what? I knew someone who, like, didn't have their right hand, who could ride a bicycle better than I could. It's like, don't let people define you. You define, like, the kind of life that you're going to have. Don't let anyone stop you. Constantly move forward. And, you know, don't ever be discouraged by, like, anyone's negative words. That They're just words. Just continue doing it as long as you believe in what it is that you're doing. Keep doing it the website there's www.jakejapholz.com and you know feel free to to look me up on on social media at uh Pulse comics thanks for listening to creators by moonlight email the show at creatorsbymoonlight at gmail.com and follow the show on social at creators by Moonlight.